Okay. So today on American Conversations, we have Willow Brown, who was a freshman uh, at the Academy at West Point. And uh, she left in May during the second semester of her freshman year. So Willow, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So uh, did you always dream about going to Westport? Westport, I keep on calling it Westport. West Point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was always just the top of my list for schools, especially going through high school um, and applying to colleges up there with the Naval Academy. Those are my top two. Wow. So you, you want you wanted to serve in the military? Yeah. Whether it's the Naval Academy or, or West Point. So where are you from? I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. All right. So this was a dream of yours. Did you come from a military family? Nope, not at all. No, no military in my family. All right. So, so tell us why you wanted to serve the country so much. Yeah, a big piece of it was just my faith. Um, just growing up, seeing that as the idea of service, the ultimate way to serve, um, pay back my country. My mom's an immigrant. And so just knowing how much that this country gave to me and my family, I wanted to pay it back in a way that was glorifying to God and that I could feel proud of. Where's your mom from? She's from Taiwan. She's from Taiwan. So this is extraordinary to me. All of the three of you have very, very deep faith and it's very connected to the faith of why you wanted to serve mm -hmm. and why you chose not to get the vaccination. Mm -hmm. So tell us about your journey. I mean, tell us about your freshman year. Did you, you, did you bond with, with other classmates? I mean, were you happy there? Yeah, you know, it was, despite being locked on campus because of COVID, um, that almost makes you and your classmates closer than we would have been otherwise. So I definitely made some great friends, um, Hannah and Nikayla among them, just through the Christian community, uh, just also classmates and peers, lots of great relationships and so many amazing driven people there. It's really great. How big is your class your freshman year? I think total in one class, there's about a thousand. And how many, and how many women in the class? Um, probably 300. I think that's usually the ratio. Okay, 70, so, it's, so it's about a 70, 30 split. All right. And why did you decide to leave in May? Um, it was just as they were, they started the vaccine that spring earlier in the spring. And so I, hesitated. I wasn't sure if that's what I wanted to do right away, but everybody else was kind of like, I'm done with the lockdown. Let me take the shot. And so as they started to give everybody the vaccine, they really picked out the those of us who were hesitating and there weren't many, but they gave us that first briefing where they took us all into an auditorium, talked to us about what we were doing, our decision. And they basically said, I mean, we're expecting a mandate soon, a presidential mandate and an FDA approval. So this is coming whether you say yes now or not. And so even in the spring, I knew that that was probably going to happen. And I just would rather leave then and get into a school in the fall, a different school, than to stay through the summer and then be left after the summer as my friends were when the mandate did come through. So I just wanted to get out before that happened. 
So was it was at that point in time, did you not think that they were going to have mandates at other university campuses? Or was it just going to be a, a mandate for the military academies? That's what I assumed at the time, because they were going to push it to the military first. And I wasn't sure that was a bargain I was willing to take. So tell us the exit program that you did. I mean, I've never been to a military academy. It's an honor to, 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 for people to go to, to any of the military academies. But when you decided you were going to leave, did you just file papers? Did you tell them, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm out of here? So there is quite the process. I mean, they make it difficult so that people can't just get up and leave. Um, but you have to go through counseling processes with your superior officers that are in charge of your company. And so you go through a few sessions with them, just talking through your decision, making sure if that's what you want to do. And then, yes, you do file paperwork. And that can take a while because it has to go all the way from you and your immediate officer all the way up to the commandant of the academy and ultimately the superintendent. And so the superintendent has to sign off on it, approving. And then from there, you're basically on your own trying to figure out, you have to check off all these boxes for how to leave. So stopping by every different office, making sure your things get shipped back home. But it's a long process, mostly getting it up to the superintendent, because for me, that took about two months. So did you make your decision in May and then you left in uh, June or July or did you did you make your decision before then and then you left in May? Yeah, the decision was probably late March, early April. And then I got out right before graduation in May. So what were what were your hesitations for taking the vaccine? It was mostly just scientific. I didn't really see them explaining much of it to us. And so that made me hesitate um, just in that nobody was asking questions. And so I would start to do my own research and I just, in the future, I wanna have kids. And that's something that I wasn't sure what the repercussions would be from the vaccine. Um, just mostly scientific questions that I felt like it wasn't out long enough for me to feel comfortable doing it with that short notice. And did you feel did you feel the the intense pressure on campus? It was a pressure just because it was almost expected that you'd take it. There wasn't a question as to whether or not you even had the choice. So that was probably the pressure. Did you were there other cadets who had been injured when they took it? Did you did you witness any of the the side effects some of the other cadets had? Um not immediate. I mean, I remember when because they gave the shots pretty much to the whole school on the same two days, both doses. And after the second day, I mean, it was like the whole campus was out. Nobody was able to function properly, but that wasn't my main concern because I know you can get sick and it was minor um, reactions. So nobody came down with any big heart issues that I knew about, but again, I'm not sure if I would have heard about it, even if it did. Did everybody get back up on their feet and go back to go back to classes uh, and yes. five days later? Or was it a week? I mean, were some people out that you heard about? on the uh, Yeah, there were some people who it hit harder than others. But for the most part, it was just a few days. How many did you discuss this with your parents, with your mom? about leaving? Yes, when they first told us about the program and the opportunity to get the vaccine, I just called my parents and said, 
you know, what do you know about this? What are your thoughts on this? Just because I was being in school so busy, I hadn't had a lot of time to do my own research and hear about it. And so I asked them first, yes. And they were supportive of your decision, whatever you wanted mm -hmm. to do? Yep. So are you in a relationship with anybody? No. No, I, I mean, you know, just I'm, I'm just curious because, you know, sometimes if you're in love and you're and you're in college and you're, you're thinking sometimes people think about, you know, getting married and, you know, down the road. But I mean, obviously, it's a freshman. It might have been too soon for you. But I'm just this. This was long term goals. One of your one of your lifelong goals is to have a family. Yes. And that was the that was the primary reason. So so what has happened since you departed West Point? Well, I came back home to Arizona and mm -hmm. just, you know, tried to get my life back together. There were so many plans I thought I had for 10 plus years going forward. And just to have that all, you know, pulled out from under me, I kind of had to start over, reassess who I wanted to be, what I was going to do. And so just being here, I have an older brother who goes to Arizona State. So I started taking some classes with Arizona State just to keep the education going so I didn't come to a standstill and keep my opportunities open. Let's talk about the disappointment and the dreams. Do you, do you feel that do you feel that the uh, the policy was wrong and, and they ripped your, your your dreams from you? I think it's easy to be sour and you know try to point fingers about who messed things up for me but um, as a foundation of my faith, I mean, I think everything has worked out as it was meant to. And I'm not upset. I don't have any regrets about my decisions. Um, I think the issue isn't with West Point. I can't be upset with anybody there for making this happen. It's just the higher ups in our government and the policies that have been passed down. Um, and yeah, I mean, to me, it's disappointing and a hard pill to swallow, but you can't be upset about the past and, you know, just let it hurt your future. What have you learned through this? Because this you, you're very mature for your age. What have you learned through, through this? That's a part of it, just maturing and being able to realize that you can make your own decisions. And no matter how young you are, no matter where you are, how set up you think your life is, nobody can make any decisions for you. And so I think that's really empowering. And this whole experience has just strengthened me and my faith going forward, knowing that I have people that are so supportive of me, no matter the difficult decisions I have to make, and that it might seem, pe seem like people are against you, but there's also always people on your side. What, what do you have to say to um, the younger generation, your generation, who feels the, the, the pressure to get a vaccination? They can't go to school. They can't go to a restaurant. They think this is the end of the world. I mean, is there a light? Give them the light at the end of the tunnel if they really don't want to get a vaccination, but they feel pressured. And, you know, quite frankly, the pressure may come even if they get if, if, even if they have already received the two shots or the one shot, because now people are talking about mandatory boosters and there, right. there's, you know, four boosters now in Israel. So people, 
have a tendency to say, okay, fine. I did my, I did my duty. I got my vaccinations the first go around. Now all of a sudden it's the booster because the the goal line keeps on pushing on this. Mm -hmm. And at some point, some people are going to say, no, no more. Give them a, give them a light at the end of the tunnel because you chose not to do this. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's the end of anything. Um, There are more people like you out there, like me, who are standing up for it. And if people don't speak up and say that they disagree, then things aren't going to change. And so that's a big piece of why I want to do this and get our story out there is just to remind young people to speak up and say something and push back because that's the only way that people are going to make changes and It is a big pressure as things start to close down, require vaccine passports and that kind of thing. But there's always more people to turn to and places to go. I don't think it's going to take over everything as long as this movement continues against it, expressing disagreement and faith that something else is going to happen. Do you you think that when you went through this process, did did freedom come up? to you like this is this is what's happening is chipping away at freedom yes it's a difficult thing being in the military academy because when you do take that oath to be in the military you do realize you're giving up some of your rights i mean you're going to be a soldier in the u.s military that's part of the deal is you lose some of your freedoms and i was okay with that but i think i realized there came a point when I was discouraged from expressing freedoms that I just said, you know, this isn't the life I want to live. I love my country, but if the job I'm in and the organization I'm in isn't going to support me to have the same rights that I would have outside of the organization, I appreciate those freedoms and I'd like to exercise my freedoms of speech and deciding what I get to put into my body. Did you ever think of applying for a medical or a religious exemption? I wanted to, but just hearing from Hannah and Nikayla that they didn't offer any JAG officers or legal support for that, um, I thought the opportunities would be pretty slim. And I've just heard the DOD um, denying any exemptions in the first place that come up. So I didn't want to have to rely on that. Did you did you cry when you left? Were you the first one? To, were you the first one that left the, the class? Well, I don't know if I was the first, but amongst my group of friends, just because they were still holding out, hoping that the mandate wouldn't come through, but there were definitely a lot of tears shed. As I said, some great friends that I made over there, and just so much hard work put into it that I thought was going to pay off for years and years to come, and just realizing that. It wasn't where I was called to be anymore. And so that was hard to reckon with. But again, I think I'm in the right place now. So it was all worth it. Do you think, do you, are you still going to keep in touch with your friends there? And, and have they told you what it's like living on campus now? Yeah, I keep in touch with as many as I can. I love talking to them. Great relationships and memories that we're always going to share. Um, but I almost, I feel bad because they say they're passing this vaccine mandate through, yet they're still requiring everyone there to wear masks. 
And so I know a lot of them that stayed and got the vaccine are still frustrated about that, just the policy making, and they don't understand why if you're making all of our friends leave for not taking the vaccine, you'd think that then those of us who stayed and got it would get to enjoy the rewards, no masks, but they're still struggling with that. So, so they have required, they've intimidated the hell out of everybody to get a vaccine. And for those who have gotten the vaccine now, and, and are they, are they, which vaccine were they giving at West Point? I'm not entirely sure. I think it was the Pfizer, but because I didn't take it, I wasn't. Okay. But it was, it was one of the two shots. I take it. Mm -hmm. One of the two shots. All right. So it's either Moderna or it's Pfizer. And when they were giving that, it, it, now you're saying that, that the um, the students, even though they're, they're, they're fully vaccinated to, to what West Point is demanding, mm -hmm. they still have to wear the masks on campus? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. And that's, I my heart hurts for them because so many of them got, you know, pushed and intimidated into making that decision and then to be out on the other side and still not see the rewards for the choices they made. It's ridiculous. But what's the conversation on campus when you're talking to your friends there? They're frustrated, but a lot of them, as I mentioned before, when you're so young and you take the oath to go into the military, it's almost like they're okay with giving up those freedoms. There's some of them, you know, they'll say they're frustrated and annoyed, mm -hmm. but they understand, well, I'm in the military, I'm under other people's rule. So I don't have a say in any of it. Uh, do, you, do you hear any conversations, uh, rumblings of any of these students thinking, who have said, you know, I've had it, maybe, maybe I, I don't belong here if they have to continue to wear the mask? Um, not just because of the mask, probably just because in my class, at least we've had the mask rule since we showed up last summer. So it's almost like that class is used to it. They've accepted it. Um, but I know more and more people are leaving every day and it's sad to see so many great leaders. I mean, Hannah and Nikayla, two of the most no, just the best leaders that I could have imagined. And I was so proud to have them serving in our country's military. And it just, it hurts to see so many great people leaving the academy for something like this. How many more are leaving that you know of at West Point? I mean, what's the scuttlebutt on that? I know there's a, at least a handful left still holding out, not vaccinated. But I think I've heard the academy wants them out by the end of December, so... Wow. Wow. Is there anything else, Willow, that you, you would like the public to know about? Oh, first of all, did you ever run into the, this uh, Colonel Dawson? Yes. Hearing about Colonel da Tell us your experience with Dawson. She's, she, I want to make her infamous, okay? Because I understand she really was, she was a meanie. Yeah. Well, I never had a conversation with her about um, the vaccine just because she didn't know me as one of the unvaccinated cadets. But one of the interactions I had with her, yeah, she just, she likes to yell and, you know, embarrass people, but that's also just a lot of officers. Um, but I do have a friend who was still there at the academy and he told me his story of, he was skeptical of the vaccine and was walking around and actually walked in to get the vaccine and decided to leave before he got the shot because he still wasn't sure. And Colonel Dawson caught him outside. He was like, what are you doing? He said, I just, I want to think this over a little bit more. 
she said, that's ridiculous. You know, this is perfectly safe. We have all of this information right here. Why don't you go ahead and do it? Let's get you back inside. And really just pressured him to go back in and take the vaccine. And I mean, that makes me worry just that somebody expressed that they weren't sure and didn't and wanted to take some more time. And just to see a superior officer that's been in the army for 20 plus years tell you, no, come with me, you're getting it. Like, that's definitely intimidating. And so. It might even be predatory. That. Might even be predatory. Not not allowing somebody to make their own decision like that. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, is there anything else you want to share? Um, thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you. And anytime you want to come back, you know, we'd be more than willing to, to talk to you again. Thank you, Willow. <laughs> thank us. you.